Welcome to another edition of Bearded Wholesome and All Things Baltimore. I'm the host, Matt Trigger. With me today is Lewis from the Real Guy Talk podcast. How you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. Feeling good. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming on the show on short notice. Yeah, man. No problem. It's always fun to talk in the NFL, especially a game like this. Absolutely. It's a big game, and I'm surprised that they have it uh, at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, you would think something like this would be a, a Sunday night game or maybe even on Monday. It's on standalone, something big. But, I mean, I guess the NFL didn't really think these two teams were going to be as good as they were during the scheduling. I agree. I, I really thought that they were going to be a little bit on the average side for both teams. We didn't think that the Chargers were going to be running the AFC West. No, no. I thought at least one more year. I, I had a feeling that Herbert was going to take a jump this year, but I didn't think it was going to be as crazy as it was. Yeah, yeah. MVP talks already. It's kind of – it's it's a lot. He's coming on really good this these last few – well, this season really. and We've got to see if he steps up. He, he's looking good, and he's really coming into his own, and so is Mike Williams. Oh, yeah. Mike Williams has been dynamic. He's on a contract year. We actually talked about him um, on one of our episodes. Um He's going to get paid by somebody because right now that wavelength he has with Herbert is great. I feel like it's they have to extend him and they should pay him to keep him because him and Keelan Allen together is just such a lethal combination. It really is. Um, I think Williams is going to go and make big wide receiver one money. I just don't know if the Chargers are going to be the ones that pay him. Yep, yep. No, I, I, I can see that happening. I absolutely because that, that's what's going to come down to is, is going to be money and how much you can build around Herbert going forward and try to fix the holes that they still have on the team right now in order to go forward. And it's going to be tough because he is going to command wide receiver one money and he sh- will probably get a bigger contract than Allen has at the moment. And it's well deserved. I mean, you can't you can't deny the fact right now that he is putting up monster numbers. And against our secondary right now, we have been very suspect the last couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. That's that's one of the key points in this in this game. It's the battle of the trenches. It's really going to be, can the Baltimore Ravens get to Herbert? And can the defense of the Chargers stop the Ravens? And, and the thing is, every, out of everybody, they were the first ones to really kind of figure out the – mystery of Lamar Jackson in terms of a defensive game plan. They really they, they ran dime almost the entire game against us a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Yep, yep. No, they're they're learning to adapt. Um they played great against Kansas City. They played a lot of cover two, didn't let Tyreek blow the top off on that game. He didn't get to do anything crazy. I don't know how they're gonna approach this game. Um for the Chargers defensively, but they're showing good signs. It's good that they got uh during when James back off an of injury, that's been a big key part in their secondary for them. So it's good to see that he's healthy. Absolutely is. And uh, that's an important part of their defense, for sure. You can't take away the impact that Derwin James has on the Chargers defense. And that's going to be big in covering Mark Andrews because he seems like he's been lighting the league on fire himself the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, Mark Andrews is on a whole new level right now. And it was good that Hollywood was able to bounce back from some of the drops that he had. Um, 
a few weeks ago. And that just last week, that fourth quarter comeback, it, it shows you why Mark Andrews is considered one of those top you know, four or five wide receivers in the game because he can do it all. He does block. He doesn't get a ton of targets. But when he needs to make big plays and they go to him for big plays, we just witness what happens. Absolutely. I do agree to a certain extent that uh, Andrews has been a big play target for the for Lamar Jackson recently. And between him and Hollywood, it's been kind of like a pick your poison on who you cover. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to get um, you guys get Bateman back this weekend. He's hopefully you can see what he does. He had big numbers in Minnesota. Some thought he was maybe the best wide receiver coming out of the draft. So have to see how he performs. Off of On the injury. flip side, though, we lost Sammy Watkins to a hamstring injury. And I think people really underestimated the impact that Sammy Watkins had because he took attention away from Hollywood and um, Mark Andrews because you, even though he didn't command a double team, you still had to respect the speed and the possession ability. And now that you don't have that on the field, it's going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah, yeah. Now they're definitely going to miss out on that. I expect Hollywood Brown to probably get a couple more targets. Andrew's going to get a few more targets for now. Um, Duvernay gets sneaky targets here and there. Got a touchdown, I believe, um, a week ago. So there's something there. It's just a matter of what else um, the Baltimore Ravens can do for Lamar because he does do a lot. He, he, he's, he, the offense runs through him, and I think one thing that's lacking right now for the first time in about three years has been our lack of a run game. And I know our, I'm not going to make excuses about the, off, the running back room being decimated by injuries. Things happen. But this is the first time that we've really seen a pedestrian running attack from Baltimore. And now we're seeing that Lamar can throw. He makes all of his throws. And he's been just as impactful with his arm as he was with his legs, arguably last year and in 2019. Yeah, no, Lamar's showing that he can throw. He's not a running back. He's not a wide receiver. He's not anything that anyone tried labeling him. He's a quarterback. We saw what he can do in playing behind. Big fourth quarter comeback against the Colts. He lights the league up with his legs. He outdueled Mahomes already. Uh, they, he's shown that he can do it. And he should be in consideration for MVP because he is very valuable to this team's success. I agree. And it, it's, it's funny that you know a lot of people still don't want to acknowledge the fact that Lamar is a MVP candidate. It took an 86% completion percentage game and throwing for 440 yards for the first time in his career for anybody to really say, Hey, this guy belongs in the MVP conversation. And on the, and on the same side, so does Justin Herbert. Absolutely. No, for sure. Uh, they're third in passing yards per game this season. They light up the league. They're seventh in scoring. They're fifth and first downs. Like, he's doing everything. They're going forward on fourth and two and fourth and nine. And they put a lot of faith in him. I think Herbert and um, Brandon Staley got together this offseason. And they they figured something out because they have so much confidence in this kid to just air the ball out anywhere he wants. He got 60-yard and 70-yard completions. Kid has a rocket of an arm. He should be considered MVP candidate. Absolutely, 100%. And a lot, and another... 
weapon that people don't really talk about because he's not a popular or sexy name yet is Austin Eckler. Pound for pound. He is a monster of a running back. He can run, he can block, and he's lethal catching the ball in the backfield. I don't want to – I hate playing the comparison game a lot, but he is very reminiscent of prime Ray Rice. Same okay. build, sa- yep. same skill set. Yep. Dare I say a bit faster? Uh, and, potentially. And potentially. Same build. Same, very same, very, very similar build. I could see Eckler being the asset to Herbert that Rice was to Flacco, especially early in the career. Oh, yeah. That, that safety net is, is how it goes, and that goes to Lamar and Mark Andrews. When you have that connection, you have sort of a, a safety you can get to. Even if it's a check down, Brady's done it for years. And we can see Eckler does. He breaks tackles. He hits a little juke move here. He spins. He, he tries whatever he can to get every last yard. So he is a very, very competitive player, very durable. Um, this season's been been pretty solid for them this year. Should absolutely be considered as as one of the better dual threat um, running backs. He's absolutely – he got great hands. Uh, he had a seven-catch game, seven for seven on targets. He – he knows what he's doing, and it's great to have a safety blanket like that. And it's it's just been eerie to me. I've been thinking all week of it. The Chargers in 2021 remind me a lot of our 2012 team. They have a stellar defense. They have good pieces all over that team. And I'm not going to say Herbert and Flacco were on the same level, but you got the veteran – Keenan Allen, comparable to Anquan Bolden. And then you got Mike Williams in the Torrey Smith role. And then you got Higby in the Pitter role. To me, I'm just having flashbacks. I'm like, oh, God, we're going to have to see this team again in January. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, not for sure. This is where this game counts. It's going to be the first game. Do you put all of it on? out there on the line do you throw out your entire playbook because maybe there is a chance you might have to face them in the playoffs maybe you should hold some things back wait around it's going to be an interesting game to see because i believe both teams are going to give it their all and they're both going to try to win this game at 100 i believe both coaches are going to coach a great game um both these quarterbacks are going to give us a great game um because both these coaches have shown they have a bunch of faith in these guys so this game's going to be a good game um i can i see the comparisons to the to the twenty uh, twelve, the the team is a little bit different, obviously with um, Flacco and Herbert and a few other pieces here and there. But there is definitely a Super Bowl potential for them, where there could be a sleeper team that no one is really considering or thinking about, and then all of a sudden, boom, they hit you in the mouth, and it's like, oh damn, did we catch these guys too late? And it's already the third, fourth quarter, you're out of it, and then they're just moving on because momentum's a big thing. So that that's going to be the huge thing going forward for this Chargers team if they want to make a deep run in the playoffs. It's funny you mentioned momentum because for years, M&T Bank has been the 12th man for the Ravens, and recently teams haven't feared coming into Baltimore the way they used to, and momentum is key. We cannot keep on playing from behind and playing three quarters of heart attack football before we decide to get the offense going. This isn't the type of offense you do that with. 
No, absolutely. I noticed that in the in the Indianapolis game, it was a really slow start. I was really expecting like a, a big win for the Ravens. I didn't think they'd have that much trouble, but I was very surprised that first half. I was interested to see what the adjustments were going to be. They came out much better in the fourth, though it did take the three quarters of heart attack because I, I hear it there. That was that was tough. They had to endure a lot to try to come back. The defense luckily held up and they were really able to stop them. Wentz did still finish the game with 400 yards, but he really got a chunk of it in the beginning. So it's good that they were able to clean it up. It, it, it was a good thing that we were able to kind of find our groove at the end, but you can't expect long-term sustainability playing every single football game like that. No, yeah, 100%. They have to definitely get a lot of things right. They got to make sure everybody gets healthy. Sammy Watkins is a huge, huge asset to this team, especially when it comes down to big plays. Um, so when the walk, um, Mark Andrews is catching those double teams and Hollywood's catching those double teams, it's going to be big for him to come back. Um, they have to figure out this run game. I do agree on that part. It is a lot of Lamar heavy. Um, those running backs, they're not bad. Still got to figure that out. Uh, Secondary is a little shaky here and there. Give up a lot of passing yards per game, obviously. Um, they do have to fix a few things if they want to be able to keep these games where they should be, which should be winnable and not have to be three quarters of a heart attack in order to get a win like that. And it's it's difficult because as a Ravens fan, I've been a Ravens fan since 1996, and this is the worst defense I've seen since they got here from Cleveland. And that is a very hard pill to swallow because I'm used to stout defense. I've never seen an offense this consistent year to year just putting up points. And now on the flip side, we're giving up 30 almost every single week. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I believe you guys do miss Matthew Judon there to be able to add on a little bit more pressure. He's been killing it for the Patriots so far. Um, there is obviously um, – who went down? Why can't I think of – not Marlon Hump. Um, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters got injured. That's a huge hit also. So it is tough. It was good to see Calais Campbell make a big play down the stretch. He's going to have to make a few more in order to really help cover up that defense. But defense does give up a ton of yards. Um, Arnett is an okay player. Um, he's had a few games. I believe he had an interception a few weeks ago. Um, he can make some plays, but it's going to be really interesting to see how they're going to be able to slow down Herbert. And it's right. You know, you're right about that because we struggled with bigger wide receivers all season long. Um, and Anthony Aver just got picked on last week. And that was his worst game he's had all year. He's really had a really good year for the most part. But he's been getting picked on relentlessly. He got picked on relentlessly. They barely threw at Marlon Humphrey last week. And, I, you know, that's a not a shock at all. He's one of the top five cornerbacks in the NFL. But Anthony Averett really just got beat like a drum last week. He, I think he gave up over 120 yards receptions, and I think he gave up one of the touchdowns. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see. I think Mike Williams coming off the game he just had. I think it's just going to carry over, especially knowing that they should get some matchups because Humphrey can't do both. He can't take care of Allen and he can't take care of Williams. It's going to be interesting how who gets the extra coverage, how does it, where does everyone line up because they're going to attack deep. Herbert has the arm to go over the top, so it's going to be interesting to see how that secondary holds up because 
he he's gonna sling it his fair share amount of times. I do agree, and 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 another thing that people overlook is that we've had a murderer's row of tight ends that we've had to cover the first six weeks of the season. I thought last week was going to be a reprieve, and Mo Ali Cox looked like an All Pro. He's had a few good a few good games this this season. He has, to be fair. I mean, he's an underrated tight end, but it's not like he's Waller, Kelsey, Hawkinson. And then we got Tyler Higby this weekend. And he's another matchup nightmare because he is on the smaller side weight-wise, but he blocks well, and he knows how to find the soft spot and zone, and he knows how to get open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're thinking um, Higby's over on the Rams. I think you're thinking of um, um, Jared Cook over on the Chargers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It you is, have Cook and yeah, um, wrong and LA. Pyramid, yeah, and Pyramid that, that ended up getting, I think they ended up getting three of the touchdowns a few weeks ago. I can't remember who they played, but the tight ends do have do have really good play there. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it. You guys have gone through a lot. So it's going to be interesting because that LA Chargers team does have a ton of different weapons. It, it, they do, and I, and I know I made the error with Higby and Cook, but Jared Cook just seems like he's ageless. He seems to produce everywhere he goes. Yeah, for sure. He's He's been doing his thing. He caught a couple touchdowns, made a few big plays against the Raiders. It was the team that he ended up having his his sort of coming out party for them, so that was really good to see. So it, it's going to be tough to see how the secondary guards so many different weapons and still pay attention to Eckler in that backfield. That's going to be a tough thing, and and we have been terrible covering screens and pop passes to running backs and 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 wide receivers playing around the periphery of the of the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a challenging Sunday for us because this this isn't a game that we got to take lightly. We're I know this is a serious game, but this is almost a team that we're going to see in the playoffs. If we expect to win our division and we expect to get to the playoffs, we're going to see. A, LA, we might have to go there this time, or they're going to be back at the bank. So it's imperative that we are prepared for this game. Yeah, absolutely. This this was sort of like last week's Chiefs Bills game that it's going to have big implications on the playoffs and how this not only the seeding is going to go, but who you end up lining up against down the stretch and who's going to get that first bye because it looked at the start of the season Kansas City for sure now. Really, Baltimore can get it. Buffalo can end up getting the bot or the Chargers. It is a little bit more wide open than a lot of people predicted in the beginning. So it does go to the testament to these teams proving that they were good enough. So it's going to be interesting. Um, Baltimore and the Chargers are definitely going to have to – definitely, definitely going to meet up again at some point in these playoffs. I would and, hope so. Absolutely. And not to, you know – Go with, with it, not not to you know withhold information. You are a Patriots fan, and I know that your team is on the fringe of, you know, is this going to be a full rebuild or is this a possible potential playoff team? And your defense is playing incredible, but your offense isn't really matching that output right now. Yeah, no, our defense is good. That goes to Matthew Judon. He's been a huge help to us. I appreciate him. Thank you. He's been <laughs> able to get a ton of pressure out there. Um, Barmore's looked good for us. We were able to get um, Van Noy from Miami. Ended up not working out down there. Um, Hightower came back from COVID. We still had J.C. Jackson. It's tough to see Gilmore go for just a six-round pick. I don't really – I still can't wrap my head around that. 
doesn't make any sense to me. We could have done something, maybe got another offensive player or something. Because I agree, our offense is very, very bad. Um, I like Mac Jones for everything he does. He doesn't make a – I can't say he doesn't make a ton of errors because I do predict he'll get another two more interceptions against the Cowboys this week. He, it's, he's a rookie. It's tough, but he'll have his completions. He'll, he doesn't have a lot of options to go downfield because there isn't many options as it is. Our wide receiver core is very dry, and our tight ends might be looking a little overpaid. I'm I'm gonna say that that might be a bit premature. I really just think that the tight ends are getting a bad rap because this might be the worst batch of wide receivers you guys have had in a long time. Very long time. This is one of the worst batches in the NFL. Period. This is very. This is not that great. I mean, when your number one wide receiver is Jacoby Myers, that sums it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be rude about it, but it's it's not really looking favorable. They just got to give Mac Jones a couple of guys that can catch the ball. Uh, absolutely. So getting back to Baltimore and Los Angeles, um, what do you think the score is going to be? I really went back and forth with this. I believe it's going to be a very close game. I don't think it's going to be the Browns shootout that they Chargers had last week. I think this will be a 27-24 win. The Chargers – End up winning this one. Okay. Uh, any bold predictions? Um, nothing too crazy. Just at some point, these defenses, either in the first half or the second half, are going to be able to get it together and slow these guys down. So I don't believe it will be that much of a shootout. Um, just great games for both of these guys. I, I don't see this being a bad showing for either guy. I don't think many guys, these guys are going to make many errors. I think this will be a spectacular game. Um, for uh, all four quarters, truthfully. Uh, I, that sounds like a, a a pretty good game that you have mapped out in your head right there. <laughs> I'm actually – I thought the same score, but I was going to go with Justin Tucker kicking the game-winning field goal for us. Um, last week was kind of an anomaly. This was one of those games where we didn't have to rely on him a whole lot. And I think this week is going to be one of those games where we call on number nine to – win the game. I think it's going to be a shootout, but I'm going to go 27-24 Baltimore. Um, but I do think it's going to be a tough, hard-fall hard game. Yeah, absolutely. So we can agree it's going to be 27-24-3. I, I battled back and forth with that. I wanted to pick the Ravens, but I feel like the ball is going to end up in Herbert's hands at, at the end there. And I'm hoping that you're wrong, respectfully. <laughs> for, but, sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. But, but uh, Lewis, I just want to thank you for coming on the show, man. You were you've, you were great stepping in at the last second. Um, I know that you're not a, a Chargers fan, and I really appreciate you doing analysis on the Chargers in a fair and objective way. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's great to always connect with other podcasters and stuff like that, and get on people's show and interact. It's good. It's good to have other opinions and other views, and just talk to people. It's always it's always a good time. I, I appreciate you, and I totally agree. Before I let you go, where can my listeners follow you and listen to your content? You guys can follow us over on Twitter at The Real Guy Talk Podcast. Um, and on YouTube, we're also on YouTube at The Real Guy Talk Podcast. You can always come find us. We're also on the Anchor app um, on a few other networks. But we're trying to clean some things up, having a little bit of difficulties with that. But always interact with us on Twitter. We do, do go live um, Sundays. 
And we're trying to figure out another day so we can do a two live a week and really get some more content out there. There you have it, folks. Go ahead and check out Lewis's podcast. Um, thanks again for joining me, brother, and stay safe. Yeah, man. Thank you.